This is Getting to Good Enough, a podcast to help you overcome perfectionism so you can do more of what you love. I'm Shannon Wilkinson, a life coach in Portland, Oregon. I'm a recovering perfectionist who's getting better at good enough. And I'm Janine Adams, a certified professional organizer in St. Louis, Missouri, and I'm lucky enough to be naturally good at good enough. And today we're answering your questions. I'm doing pretty well. I caught your cold over the internet last week when I kn- we podcasted immediately. I, I feel like we should like issue a warning that this virus <laughs> is so strong it travels over the internet. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I mean, my symptoms were just, I think, the same as yours. So, um, But luckily, the timing was good for me in terms of client loads. So I've actually uh, been taking it easy for about three days, which is great. And I feel pretty oh, good. That's good. Good, good. Well, today we are going to answer some questions. Yay. Yeah, it's always fun to hear from our listeners, and we really appreciate everyone who called and left us a voicemail and um, otherwise asked questions and shared experiences that they've had with, with Good Enough. We love getting that sort of feedback. Um, but let's jump right in. And actually, these first two questions we have are are sort of related. So let's listen to those and then we can answer them. Sounds good. Okay, so here is the first one. Hello, Shannon and Janine. This is Laura dialing in from sunny Tucson. And I was hesitating to call you because I had in my mind that I needed to catch up and listen to all the episodes in case you already answered my question. And then I realized that was being a tiny bit perfectionist, so I decided to call you anyway. And if you um, did already address my question, then you could just text me and tell me, to get caught up, and then I'll hear the answer. So I uh, also want to let you know that I so enjoy your podcast. It is like sitting in a room and listening to you chat. It's really, I look forward to it every time I hit the play button. So my question is, I've been thinking about the difference between ease and easy, and Sometimes when I'm intentionally working to create ease in my life, it doesn't feel easy, and then I get frustrated. So I wondered what thoughts you have about that. Thanks again, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. So that was Laura. And then let's listen to our next question. Hi, Shannon and Janine. It's Sarah Ann calling with a question for Getting to Good Enough um, podcast. So I don't remember which one of the shows I heard you all or one of you say that sometimes 
good enough is not okay. And I'd love to hear a little more about that because sometimes good enough is not okay in my world. I have to be 100%. And good enough to me suggests, I guess, that it's really not not 100%. It might be 90% or 80 or 85. But I feel like there's times when... Like I don't, I don't reach that 100%, and the stress or the pressure that I put on myself is not a very nice thing. So um, I guess, you know, my answer would probably be something like there's times when you really can't afford to be just good enough, and there's plenty of times when you can. But I would love to hear you all have some conversation about that. All right, thanks. I, I have to say I've listened sporadically to the podcasts, and I'm really enjoying them, but I haven't done them sequentially, and some I've heard parts of instead of all of it. So I, I, I'm hoping I'm going to be able to fill in the gaps where I've not gotten the complete. But it's been good enough. Okay, <clears throat> thanks. Okay, so that. We have Laura and Sarah Ann there asking what I think sound like sort of different questions, but ultimately are kind of related. Yeah, I like the way that you, in your fabulous insight, Shannon, were able to see that common theme there um, in, in those two questions. Yeah, because on the, on the, definitely on the surface, they sound like different questions, but I think what we're getting at is the the perennial problem of perfectionism and that um, it's hard to let go of perfectionism and it's um, it's uncomfortable and it feels wrong and um, it's just it's it can be very difficult to do you're making me feel so grateful that I'm naturally good at good enough Yes, <laughs> it sounds sounds like being perfectionist is can be a struggle. It well, it definitely is, and I think that's why we have no end of topics to talk about on this podcast. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, I get what's that. Oh, well, I was just going to say, do you have advice for people who uh, for getting over that discomfort? Yeah. Well, and and just to maybe explain in case it's not obvious to people um, the connection I see between these two callers is that with Laura the first caller um, uh, it sounds like what she's saying is that when she's trying to bring ease to something to to do something in a less complicated way which may also be the less perfectionistic way um, that that that's difficult and and that she feels frustrated by that difficult feeling when you know she's supposed to be bringing ease to something and it should be easier and and uh that you know there shouldn't be a struggle around ease but that that's what she's feeling um and then with sarah ann she is um struggling with those feelings of perfectionism that 
tell you that you have to do it 100%, you have to do it right, and that really there are very few, if any, situations where less than 100% is okay. Um, and the, and as she mentions, the, the, the stress and pressure she puts on herself is, is uncomfortable, but also um, I think what's unsaid there is that the idea of doing something less than perfect, less than 100% is also uncomfortable, which is why um, she's not inclined to do that. So I think that's the the thing that sort of um, is, what's the word I want? A common theme? Yes, it's common between those two. (laughs) It's a tough word, common. (laughs) (laughs) It is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, So do you have any other thoughts on that before we sort of get into what they can do? No, I I think that, that identifying that is really interesting that they're both feeling discom- discomfort around the idea of good enough um, and they're just expressing it in different ways because um, uh, Laura's question about ease not being easy just sort of scrambled my brain um, but 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 that's because I'm ease is easy for me I think <laughs> right right um, it's what it that's what it is um, so uh, no I'm very interested in hearing um, I know that you'll have great ideas about how they can get comfortable, more comfortable with good enough. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No pressure, Shannon. You've got all the wisdom, the insights on this one. I know it. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess one of the first things I would say is to... Um, choose your discomfort and uh oh this is might be one of the quickest drinks we're ever gonna have (laughs) get back in touch with why good enough is important to you why you want to let go of your perfectionist tendencies Mm -hmm. and embrace good enough uh because i'm gonna guess you know from my own experience and from the experience of my clients and you know what we've talked about on this podcast is trying to get things and I'm doing giant finger quotes right and trying to do things perfectly is very stressful in and of itself not the least of which are the you know the not the least reason I don't you know what I'm trying to say um <laughs> is that my words are all scrambled in my head today <laughs> it's, it's okay. um is that it's um and now I forgot where I was going with that. You were saying choose um, the discomfort. Oh, discomfort. choose the discomfort. And that, that it's, it's, perfection isn't achievable. <laughs> so it's... See, I yeah. have to interrupt because I think I, I just, like, it hit me what you're saying. So just, you can decide. You want to be uncomfortable with striving for perfection when imperfection isn't achievable or would you rather be uncomfortable with good enough which is achievable oh my god thank you for simplifying what i'm trying to say (laughs) yes that's what i'm trying to say (laughs) yeah yeah that's really interesting and and i uh i like that that makes a lot of sense to me so as a good enough person like well that's an obvious answer i choose the discomfort of good enough right 
um, which is, you know, once you, once you get it and embrace it, there's not a lot of discomfort there. It's making the Mm -hmm. transition. It's letting go of that feeling that you're doing something wrong because you're not trying to do it perfectly and you're not trying to get it right. Um, That, that, and that's a temporary discomfort. You know, it, it, it will always sort of come and go a little bit. And I'm sure you feel that sometimes too. I mean, you know, we've talked about plenty of things where you struggled with that. But it's it's not what rules you anymore. It's not the deciding factor in in how you ch- take action. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that is w- one of the main things to do is to remind yourself why uh, allowing yourself to get in a in a habit of of good enough is what you're choosing to do um, right. and, and that's the benefit yeah yep and that and that ultimately it will get easier it was <laughs> it was sort of funny today I um, was taping up a box to mail and the the tape I didn't realize it but the tape had sort of started to slide off of the dispenser and so one side of it was like turning back on itself and like gumming up and and instead of redoing it I just taped it up anyway and it's like the worst tape job but it's (laughs) taped and it will hold and it'll be fine and I just sort of laughed because there was like this little poke of like ooh, that's not right and I'm like who cares it'll it's taped the box isn't going to come open okay I'll put one more piece of tape on it (laughs) right and not but to to as small as that was it feels like a big deal to recognize that it didn't matter right because redoing that would have been a big pain in the butt yeah untaping and retaping and fixing the tape and all that stuff and it didn't matter right Right. but that's definitely something i would have done in the past Mm -hmm. well i would have like fought with the little tape dispenser to begin with because I probably would have noticed it sooner because I would have been like obsessively taping it perfectly (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so I'm here to say that it does get easier um, to do things um in this way to I keep wanting to say good enough and then I feel like that's improper grammar and that I need to yeah. say well enough and you know that's not right. what we're called right it's a problem <laughs> yeah. to come up with other yeah well you know I'm thinking about I, I just blogged last week about um, organizing spices and mm-hmm. we worked with a client um, recently and we did the spices that she has out she has a, a spice shelf underneath her cabinet upper cabinet that was all crowded with a bunch of spices and kind of unsightly and she asked us to um decant them into some pretty jars and for the she picked out the 10 that she uses most often that will be close at hand and mm-hmm. so i we did that and i did the i hand wrote the labels for them and um so and i took some pictures and i blogged about it and it was so hard when I was doing that to, to be okay with my first stab at almost all of the labels, right? I didn't want to oh. spend the time to redo them to make them better um, mm-hmm. when, you know, we have things to do. She's not paying right. me to 
rewrite labels. <laughs> um, and uh, so I let it go, and I, you know, applied them, put the labels on, and they're not perfect, but they're great. I just looked at the picture again, I, I put, which I put on my blog, um, mm-hmm. and they look, they look lovely. You know, they're, they're great. They're, they're not perfect, but they're great. And um, it was, it was, there was a perfectionist tendency that I did have at that moment that I had to quell, and I'm glad I did. Oh, that's great! I want now. I want to go look at the picture. I'll put I'll put a link to it in my in the show notes. But you can oh, find I'm it. Lo- I'm then. actually looking at it right now. Right? Yeah, they look fine, right? Did you look at the close-up picture? Oh, they look better than fine. They look great. Oh well, thank you. They look really good. I don't yeah. you want don't you want a spice called mural of flavor? Yeah. Me too. I gotta go buy some. And also Singapore is. seasoning. Yeah, <laughs> she's got some great smelling spices. That's for sure. I'm, these are like the best. I like that those are her ten most used spices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of impressed. Um, but yeah, that that's exactly the what we're talking about here is that you know there may be that momentary discomfort. But the benefits of um, good enough surpass that. Right. Now, Sarah Ann mentioned in her question that you know, there are some things that absolutely might have to be done perfectly. And other, perhaps there are other things that don't. And I think that's certainly true. I mean, I think about like an email I'm sending to you or a text. I don't have to craft, right? And get the message right. across, but if I'm when I wrote books, I was <laughs> I was really careful about the the um, the wording and everything, right? Or magazine articles, yeah. uh, things that are well, going to live on for a long time. Yeah, and even in this case, had you you know accidentally misspelled one of the spices, you probably would want to fix that. Absolutely, but yeah. you know just because you think like the shape of your a could have right look a little better that's not a reason to do it exactly yeah um i think someone who's organizing spices can get away with good enough better than maybe a neurosurgeon who's operating on a brain i mean so there's yes. degrees of these things <laughs> but, um, <laughs> uh, yeah but certainly if we if i tried to live my life thinking that everything i did had to be perfect i'd i'd be a big old mess of either paralysis or um stress yeah well and i think that's i think that's the problem with people living with perfectionism and then the insidious part of it is that you feel because of this perfectionistic tendency you feel like if you do anything less than that it's wrong which fires up that whole thing again Mm -hmm. yeah you know it's just it's a really bad cycle um so it's it's useful to figure out if you're really struggling with this um, in many areas of your life it's useful to figure out places that um where you can practice it that will feel less um important or less um impactful Um, maybe consequential yes consequential you got right. all the good words today <laughs> thank you <laughs> um 
Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Practice good enough on the stuff, the lo- the lower impact stuff, and right. um, know that. And it really is, I think, um, a muscle that you can exercise, right? I mean, it gets e- yes. as you said, it gets easier. Um, right. And I, yeah, I mean, I can think of all manner of things, especially in my in the mo- more recent years where my memory isn't as good as it was I don't have the steel trap on the details that I used to have when I was younger Mm -hmm. and so I inadvertently screw stuff up sometimes like um oh here's a good example I am the I was in charge of the volunteer appreciation at my chapter of the National Association of Productivity and Organizing Professionals and I had pins made for everybody all the volunteers and when I Mm -hmm. went to present them I hadn't brought them with me And, you know, what are you going to do, right? So I just told, yeah. I, I realized it about five minutes before the presentation, and I just told everybody, everybody was really nice about it. I brought them to the next meeting, and life went on. <laughs> um, that's not really an absence of perfectionism. That's an absence of attention to detail. But my point is that that, uh, that imperfect presentation wasn't a huge issue, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> that just reminded me, I, I uh, know someone who used to be a forensic scientist, and they mm-hmm. had a regional gathering, and um, someone had mugs made for it, and so they all got this mug, except for they didn't proofread it, and it was the, like, you know, whatever, the Western Society of Forensic Scientics. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably made for a funnier mug anyway. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, they were scientists. Yeah. (laughs) I think there might have actually been Halloween costumes that came out of that, too. But um, Excellent. So, you know, embrace imperfection because, you know, you never know how far it'll go. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I had, we used to have... um, notepads at this place I worked where we that had our names on them and um, I worked with a wonderful man named Winthrop Carty and his notepad his you know however many thousand uh-huh. sheets of paper arrived and it said winter hop instead of Winthrop oh. and um, so we called him winter hop from there on out it was a great nickname <laughs> worked out great I love that winter hop yeah. <laughs> oh spell check or autocorrect <laughs> yeah. Well, this is in uh, many decades before, even spell check probably not decades, but years. Um, yeah. yeah. So, do you think we addressed Laura and Sarah Ann's question? I I do. I think that um, it's it's really about initially choosing the discomfort and remembering why. Um, uh, this is important to you mm-hmm. um, and that uh, that that stress and pressure and um, frustration that comes from not being able to do things the, the way you want to is because it's not possible <laughs> and um, that's never going to go away but you do eventually get comfortable with good enough right. so Excellent. I I highly recommend it (laughs) (laughs) me too yeah i think we have time for one more question okay let let me play that 
Hi, this is Cindy from St. Louis. My question is, do you ever have the inclination to make good enough better by revisiting the task at another time? Bye. Well, what do you think, Janine? Do you? I think Cindy is a concise person. She is, <laughs> especially compared to our first two callers. <laughs> That's right. It's excellent. Uh, um, sure, I have an inclination to make good enough better sometimes, but um, usually, though, once I've crossed something off my list, um, you know, considered a task done, uh, I forget about it. <laughs> so right. I may not, may not be uh, inclined to revisit a task. Of course, it depends on what we're talking about, right? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I, I actually, I sort of feel the same way. Although there may be times when something will con continue to sort of um, niggle at me and uh, I might revisit something for that reason. But most of the time, if I consider it done, it's done. It's definitely good enough. Um, although, you know, there are plenty of times when I use this as a strategy to get more comfortable with good enough. Oh, what do you um, mean? Or to deal with the overwhelm that perfectionism might bring to something. Like I think we've talked about uh, my closet cleaning strategy of going in and, and pulling out three things that I definitely don't want to keep and um, putting three things aside that I know I definitely want to keep. Mm -hmm. um, like, you know, the whole idea of going through my whole closet, you know, doing a, um, oh, what's the, the um, magical blah blah oh, yeah, tidying up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. um, you know, the whole, like, take everything out and go through everything all at once, and that's the only way to do it. Mm -hmm. That, like, gives me hives. Um <laughs> I understand the reason why you would want to do that and uh, like making that many decisions in a row is is way more than I can deal with mm -hmm. um, and I hit overwhelm pretty quickly on that sort of thing so knowing that um, I can't well not really knowing that but um, having experienced that I came up with this other system that works really well for me like it feels overwhelming but I can go in and I can pick three things that I want and three things I don't want and then the next time and I just do that until it's not an easy decision and then I leave it for a while which may be an hour it may be a day it may be a week and then come back and revisit it and am able to you know make another pass at it and giving that space um, helps me continue with the task without getting overwhelmed. I love that um, you've come up with that system that works so well for you. I think it's brilliant. <laughs> Thanks. I like it. Welcome. So, but wait, what were we talking about? Oh, revisiting, revising the task. Revisiting. Right. And so are you saying that, well, no, what are you saying? So what I'm saying is sometimes I actually use that as a strategy to... Um, oh, coming back to the task, like your class. Yeah, coming back to the Got task it. is a strategy to <laughs> deal with overwhelm and also deal with the desire to do something perfectly. Mm-hmm. 
I got so wrapped up in listening to your your method because I'm always so fascinated by it, like picturing how I could use it and how I could use it with clients. So I totally forgot what we were talking about. Um, oh. <laughs> so that, wait, what? Okay. Yeah. That's So do you apply this revisiting to other things besides your closet? Uh, I do a lot, actually. Um, and and that's one of the ways, and this is actually maybe sort of relevant to our first two callers, too, is that um, it's one of the ways that I have been able to reduce my inclination for perfectionism by knowing that I can always come back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and whether I do or not is sort of irrelevant, but, like, sometimes in my head I'll think, this is good enough for now. Mm-hmm. And that will let me um, stop and not do, you know, all that extra work that really doesn't get you a whole lot of benefit that often happens at the end when you're trying to do something perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're giving yourself knowing, permission to perfect it later, even if you never do it. But that permission allows you to stop. Yeah, I have permission to come back and, and do more mm-hmm. later if I mm-hmm. if I feel the need to or the desire or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, it does it allows you to let go of that perfectionism. It's excellent. Yeah. And I wonder if that's what Cindy was thinking when she asked that question. Well, you know, the other thing that, that occurred to me is that um this there's a there's sort of another layer like a meta layer of perfectionism in this question in wanting to get um, to do good enough perfectly Mm -hmm. and that wanting to make sure that um, and I don't know that this is what's happening with Cindy but I'm sort of reading between the lines here or you know this could possibly be part of this is the is the desire to to follow the rules and do good enough the right way Um, and that it it could potentially be that she's concerned that if you revisit something after you've called it good enough that that's wrong and Mm -hmm. (laughs) that she's not doing it properly so like I said I don't know if that's what's going on here but that would be a pretty typical um, rationale of a of a perfectionist mm-hmm. <laughs> and really there's uh, no right way to be good enough is there no there's not right. <laughs> there's there's only good enough ways to be good enough right <laughs> <laughs> you gotta go all meta <laughs> I would encourage um, Cindy if that's part of what's going on or anyone who's listening who is sort of wanting to make sure that they're, that they're doing this the right way, that there is no right way, and that it's it's a practice in, um, and I think we just talked about that last week or the week before, maybe when we were talking about habits, um, that it's not something that you like figure out and you're done. Um, it's something that you're, you're always, um, you're practicing it, 
you're, you know, you will, you will get more comfortable with it. It will become easier. And even for someone like you, who's, you know, naturally good at this, there will still be times when, um, perfectionism, uh, rears its head and you have to manage that, that desire to, to do something the right way. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I think you're right. And it's kind of a mindset shift. Um, right. I mean, it's just a mindset shift that you have to remind yourself about sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, to choose to have this new mindset mm-hmm. and to remember, you know, that the, the time and the energy and the brain space that you are giving yourself by letting go of perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, I mean, that's, that's why we're here. Like that's to, why we keep talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> because that, that freedom is pretty amazing when you're, when you're not used to it and then you get to experience it. And it, yeah. what's r- really crazy to me, it, because I mean, it just seems so counterintuitive, but how much easier it is to get stuff done when you're not caught up in doing it perfectly, of in doing it the right way. Absolutely. It's freeing. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. So, yeah, I think that is all I have to say about that with Cindy. Basically, you know, however you do it, it's fine. As long as you're not, (laughs) as long as you're not spending a lot of time and energy, like worrying about something and and trying to make it perfect. Right. And if you want to give yourself permission to go back and revisit something, go for it. Yep. But maybe you may or may not end up going back. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Any other thoughts about? Uh, no, ideas? just thank you. Uh, I'm very grateful for <clears throat> people willing to take the time to call in with their questions. And I encourage other people to do the same because we'll be doing this again in 10 more episodes. Yes. Yes, we will. And, you know, if there is something that we get a lot of questions about or something that is a... Um, uh, we get a question that might spark a whole episode on its own. So you don't necessarily have to wait 10 episodes to get your answer. So we right. encourage you to uh, leave us a voicemail anytime. And the number is 413-424-GTGE. That's 4843. Um And like I said, we've been saying over and over, we'd love to hear your voice. So those voicemails are awesome. If you would rather contact us in writing, you can always um, send us an email at hello at getting to good enough. Um, Oh, getting to good (laughs) enough.com. That's where you do actually have to get it right. (laughs) Right. Is when it matters. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you can always um, join the conversation on our show notes at gettingtogoodenough.com or on social media on twitter at gtg enough 
um, on where else are we? We're on Instagram at Getting to Good Enough mm-hmm. and Facebook. And Facebook, um, we have both a page and a group, um, and just search Getting to Good Enough, and you will find us. So for now, thank you for listening. And I'm Shannon Wilkinson in Portland, Oregon. And I'm Janine Adams in St. Louis, Missouri. And we hope good enough is getting easier for you. (laughs) Could you hear her purring? I could, and I loved it.